everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to My Sentiments Exactly. My name is Kay, and I'm your host. Today, I have a returning guest, Jordan Barnes. At the age of 24, Jordan woke up next to a corpse, rifled through his dead friend's pockets for any remaining heroin, and went right back to using. Strung out and homeless during the supposed best years of his life, there was no clear way out of the opioid crisis ravaging the streets of Portland, Oregon. But though Jordan had long accepted his fate, his parents still held out hope and would do everything in their power to get him the help he so desperately needed. After a harrowing journey that proves the life of an addict will always get worse, never better, Jordan found himself at the gates of Sand Island, Hawaii's most notorious two-year inpatient treatment facility. He soon discovered that though his heart was in the right place, the hardest battle of his life was yet to come. One hit away is his arduous and unlikely true story of recovery, rehabilitation, and redemption. Jordan Barnes is a grateful addict in recovery, and Sand Island Treatment Center is his home group. When he's not sharing his experience, strength, and hope through writing, he enjoys body surfing and diving, as well as long walks on the beach while swinging his metal detector. Jordan resides in beautiful Hawaii. He has been sober from all mind and mood altering substances since August 29, 2011, exactly nine years ago. One Hit Away is his debut memoir. And guess what? It releases today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode. MSE Podcast is dedicated to talking about the hard stuff and facilitating the conversations necessary for growth, healing, transformation, and genuine community. Now it's your turn. My hope is that you finish this episode feeling empowered to continue the conversation with those around you. One way you can do that is by purchasing the MSE Podcast Conversation Starters Deck available at bygracenp.com. May these cards inspire you to speak out and be heard, and may you be authentically embraced for the uniqueness of your journey. Jordan, I am so excited to have you back on the show. You were here back in March Um, And we're just really excited to be able to support you with this um, endeavor. So thank you so much for coming back on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's great to be back. Yeah, absolutely. So I want you to be able to really um, share your heart and share whatever you would like to about the book in this episode, because your episode is really impactful. And I did get a lot of comments and um, it did get a lot of of, I got a lot of listeners on on that episode in particular um, and downloads because I think it's such a raw conversation that you don't see every day. Um, so I really wanted to have you back on to just kind of share more um, about your book and why you decided to write it now. So I'll just start out with just this first question of what led you to write One Hit Away and right now? Like why now? Right. Um, well, the first, 
the reason that One Hit Away exists is because I was fortunate enough to get clean. That's it. Mm -hmm. This book would not exist if I didn't have the experience of going from deep in the throes of addiction into a recovery treatment center and making it out the other side. And that process lends itself to a pretty impactful story because it's one that um, addicts like myself and fellow addicts can relate to. But it's also, I think, a story of hope that parents, mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, people that love an addict, they kind of go through similar experiences and trauma, almost, you could say. And um, that's sort of what I wanted to share. Um, that, that was a part of the story that I wanted to share, mainly, was that uh, there's hope and that if you're a, a parent or a loved one, that, you know, to never give up hope. And I'm very, I'm very aware that I'm fortunate enough to have a loving family that stood by my side yeah. and actually out and, and helped get me into a treatment facility. I'm extremely grateful that I went to a treatment center where the staff understood me. And, um, and then I'm fortunate that I had the support moving out. And so mm -hmm. that's sort of why I wanted to make this book was because I wanted to share that it's possible to recover um, and that there can be a good life out there for people like myself. If they think it's not possible, it's totally possible. And it's within reach, you know, and yeah. you don't have to, you don't have to be rich to get it. You don't have to, um, you don't have to basically have anything but uh, want and desire to, to change, you know? And even that, I touched on the book, um, isn't necessarily necessary at the onset because some people don't want to change, but they, they're in a place where they, they stick around long enough for the miracle to happen. I think that's a theme in my book because that's definitely what happened with me. So I wanted to put together a, a memoir. I wanted to tell a good story. I think I have a very good, true story about my life. Um, and it's not just me. For people that read, read my book, there's a lot of people that, that helped me along the way. And that's sort of what I wanted to share. You know, um, all yeah. the people that went out of their way to help me out when they didn't have to. Um, and I think that sort of shines through, you know, and it's, mm -hmm. uh, part of the process of writing the book was that I, I reached out to a lot of these people I haven't talked to in years. And, and I, I said, Hey, do you remember me? Like I'm, I'm working on this project and they, they did. And, um, you know, it's been really great reconnecting with, with people, um, throughout the story from, uh, Haven, the counselor at the needle exchange to Sam Jean, um, the counselor at the detox center, mm -hmm. um, judge Lopez to check in with him after all these years and tell him that, and that success story that he he wanted to see um yeah just amazing you know it's been such a it's been such a wonderful process it's been two years of hard work but um you know it's done and i'm really proud of it yeah as you should be and i think it's so beautiful because it's a it's a tribute like it's kind of not just you sharing your story but you're also in a way giving back to those that like you said, helped you along the way, but didn't have to. Um, so I think yeah. it's just a lot of amazing things in one. Um, and to those listening, I did kind of cheat. I, I got an opportunity to read the book and um, I, was, I was really honored to be able to endorse um, One Hit Away and it is amazing. I think it is so helpful 
for anyone to read um, because it's always good to be educated and it's a good way to raise awareness. And, you know, like I said in my little blurb, it just really opens you up to this, this reality that you just can't shake after knowing that it exists. Um, and a lot of times you don't really know where to start or how to, not how to be empathetic, but how to relate um, to someone and you present it in a way that puts everyone on a, on a level plane um, and just kind of like this is kind of similar to a struggle that you might be having, but it's just in my own way and with my own experience. And um, so it's, it is really worth, um, worth the read and, and sharing. And I feel like it's a lot bigger than you realize, than you realize that it is um, just because you don't have those kinds of memoirs that have the court records and, you know, all of those things really um, just brutally honest about about your story. Um, I don't think I've seen anything quite as as raw and honest and true. Um, so I really feel like it's going to be an amazing work, not just, you know, once it launches officially, but in the years to come, like, I think it will always make an impact. But I did want to ask you this. Um, what was your favorite part about writing this memoir? I, um, there was a, there was a few unexpected positive outcomes. One was, uh, the internal self-reflection when I would go back and read my journals from treatment mm -hmm. and see how far I've come as a, as a person and a human yeah. and a brother and a son and how confused and angry I was to, you know, the man I am today. Mm -hmm. um, it's very difficult to see change when it's slow and, in, and ever present, but to see the, where, where I came from, you know, to where I am today, uh, that was eye-opening because um, I kind of realized if I can grow that much in nine years, I wonder what the next nine years exactly. will hold. Um, so that, that, was, that was very, that was touching for myself. Um, I've made a lot of great friends, you know, in the writing community and the recovery community. When I basically announced that I was doing this, I met some fellow authors that were at the same point. And those are relationships and friendships that wouldn't exist without this project. Yeah, so I'm grateful true. for that. Um, and then just the fact that I get to kind of tell the story of the people that helped me, because a lot of these people, you know, they're bound by HIPAA laws. They can't really talk about what they do outside of work. And in my, in my mind, some of these um, people, they're, they're heroes, you know, like Tyrone or Ty in the book, Mike, my counselor, Sam Jean Haven. These are people that are very selfless in their commitment to their chosen cause, be it recovery or harm reduction services. And I owe so much to them that that was probably the best feeling was to put mm -hmm. down on paper the true story. I mean, everything in here is true. I'm not embellishing anything. Yeah. But to, to, to share the true story and how these people have been compassionate to me, um, mm -hmm. that's, that was really important to me. You know, Even AG, the acupuncturist that helped me out. And mm -hmm. I, really, I really believe that if he didn't save my arm, at the very least, he, he you know, prevented me from having permanent you know, damage to my arm. 
-hmm. things like that all these people that jumped in along the way um so that felt really good you know yeah and, and then and then the endorsements i just posted the endorsements um okay. obviously from from you and your awesome podcast from kylie and annie grace and mm -hmm. some social media sites uh here in hawaii um just it was that's really humbling too okay. you know to see that people that don't know me my mom can like the book yeah that's, that's expected true. right my mom <laughs> should like the book she's in it but people that's that don't true. know me that don't owe me anything mm -hmm. um that you know i had i had a request would you would you care to read this book and endorse it and people that came back it just it blew my mind that um that it resonated so well yeah it was so well received um I, I didn't see that coming i mean yeah it feels really good it feels like i did something and it feels like i'm doing my service giving back mm -hmm. um that's that's sort of my kuleana my responsibility is to you know take what i've learned figure some way to to share it with people that that you know need it and make it accessible in the way i know how and it's definitely not public speaking. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this is this is my means of, of sharing right. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that's really good. Did you have any any difficult moments? Because I know like seeing the progress is is great, but then at the same time you still do have to face like who you were then and just different things. Um so did you have any difficult moments? yeah yeah definitely um first of all the hardest part was figuring out how to write a book i'm not on step one <laughs> step one right yeah so um i just wanted to share a story and then when i started writing i realized very quickly that um it's not just about the story it's about learning how to convey it and how to make it Absolutely. connect with people um that was that was it wasn't very difficult but it was very time consuming because all of a sudden I was reading, you know, um, way more than I used to. I mean, I've always been a reader, but I was just like processing, you know, books and just trying to understand it. And I'm talking like craft books too, and, and to teach myself and videos on YouTube. So that whole self-education portion was challenging. Yeah. Um, the next would be that it was, I would say, pretty all consuming. I'm I there's there's times when I'd wake up at two or three and something would click and I'd have to put pen to paper. Yep. Um my wife uh I'm one of those authors that that can be very easily distracted. So I like to kind of lock myself up and gotcha and and, and then keep the TV down. And so I think that's been very difficult because yeah. when I'm reading, um you know if I'm in the train of thought uh to be interrupted can can you know run it off its course so mm -hmm. i think that's the interpersonal relationships and then just the the never-ending um thinking thinking about yeah. the book i think you know yeah. and then the research the research was yeah. difficult the court records accessing and getting all of those ordered and the transcripts and the mug shots mm -hmm. and and trans it was just very laborious much more uh much more cumbersome than i expected yeah you would yeah. think it's my story i'm just gonna i can just write my story but it has to be true it has to be accurate you know i have yeah. I had to get death reports i had to get um a bunch of legal legality issues so i'm fortunate that almost um most most of the characters in my book 
have signed uh, permissions to use name and likeness forms. And I think that's a true testament to, um, at least to me, that I, I had endless support, you know. Um, but there was a bunch of legalities with doing a memoir and, and, sure. and you know, furnishing people's basic information and then respecting the, the rights to them and their information. And so that was a whole nother yeah. trip on itself. Um, but it still left me in the, you know, very humbled because even, even the judge, Judge Honorable uh, Lopez, that's his, that's his real name. And he really does drug court. And I've reached out to him and, and he, he, he allowed me to basically use him as is in, in my book. And that's amazing. Yeah. That's in fact, our discussions in, in the end of the book, most of them are verbatim transcript. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like that's how, that's how spot on, it, how important it was to me to be. Wow. Know, and that's what I'm saying. You have gone the extra mile with this. Like it's already enough to write your, your story and to know everything that goes into the legalities that you're supposed to do it and order all of these different things. Not everyone would do that from what I've seen. Um, so I really think it's, it's amazing what you're doing and just the support, you know, of, of course is there. Um, what would you say has surprised you in this process about yourself the most? That, um, that people would turn to me for, uh, questions on how to deal with fellow addicts and, and trust my opinion. Um, and want my opinion, you know, um, social media is pretty amazing that, you know, you can basically reach out and touch anyone that you want to. And if they're receptive, uh, you know, you can basically get help you need from all anywhere on the planet. Um, Absolutely. I've had quite a few people reach out to me and, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of the, um, the messaging that's happened so far has have been people that have seen I'm writing a book and that they are they love someone that's an addict and they're like what do we do where do we start where do we yeah. I've tried this this and this and it failed and um you know I think that that's a great uh it's a great opportunity to share like real experience and, and you know real hope um mm -hmm. Not always the question, the answers people want to hear, but I think that that's life, and uh, that's just the nature of addiction. It's yeah, it can be it can be difficult at times. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see yourself here, like doing? Could because you're an advocate now, and so people would probably see you as like an expert, <laughs> you know, an expert, you know, coming to you for advice. Um, did you see yourself being in this place? Um, eventually getting to that um, that point of, of advocacy, especially this soon? No, no, not at all. In fact, I'm exactly, I'm not, I am an advocate for recovery, but I'm, yeah. I'm a very like quiet, um, uh, humble addict in recovery. I, yeah. I, I keep my, I keep my nose down. I do my, yeah. I do my job. Um, I will say that we have a bunch of addicts that we've hired from the treatment center I went to that work at my family business. And so with them in particular, um, I do feel more of a mentor. Um, yeah. but even, but even at the treatment center, I mean, all these years and I'm, I got advice early on to just sort of, 
not to be quiet and shut up, but to basically like listen and, and yeah. think and like, and look for, um, you know, rather than stand up and be like, oh, I have something to share. Be like, well, let's, you, let's hear what other people have to have to share that have been down there and, and look for the lessons that they're teaching. And I've kind of taken that uh, to heart all these years. So, you know, honestly, a lot of people that know me, um, extended family, didn't really have an idea of what I went through. You know, my, wow. my family, friends, my, yeah, uh, everyone knows I don't drink and everyone knows I don't do drugs, but okay. the whole backstory is such that just releasing this book has been a little bit anxiety riddled because it's like, well, here's everything you've, you know, never even known about me. Yeah. To <laughs> and I think it's going to slap some people in the face. Um, wow. With that said though, they're almost without fault. Anytime I've had uh, anxieties about sharing my story with someone, or maybe I missed an opportunity, like the perfect opportunity to, and then yeah. it went on for far too long. When yeah. I finally tell people, I think that people respect the fact that um, to come from to come from that and to be where I am today, you know, I think I've I probably needlessly stressed myself out unnecessarily. Yeah. far too often in my life than I had to. Um, yeah. But this is a different beast. This is like anyone that knows me or doesn't know me can now read the whole story. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can only imagine how, how that's been. And I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you how this has impacted your family. So for you to share that, I can, I can only imagine like putting everything out there for those that know you and don't know you, how have you like dealt with that? How have you coped with that anxiety? Um, well, I would say that, for, <laughs> I would say that, you know, um, like the, fr most of the friends I have today are friends that either they're old friends from like childhood mm -hmm. that like don't have a choice, but to be my friend at this point, <laughs> <You're stuck. laughs> or they're like, or they're like, people that relationships I've built, built in recovery, you know, okay. um, there's not very many people from this portion of my life that the book's about that I'm still in contact with. So a lot of my friends are either in the boat with me and know exactly where I'm coming from because they knew me from day one, which is when I walked into treatment or they've known me my whole life and they know everything about it. Yeah. Um, new, new people that I meet like business relationships, mm -hmm. those are the sort of people that don't really, you know, I haven't exposed to like this portion because sometimes it's not appropriate or yeah. whatever. Um, my, my parents are, they have a wider social uh, orbit than I do. They've got way more friends than I do and they've got a much bigger support system. So all, almost all of my parents, friends who are here in Hawaii, they become like your aunties and uncles. Yeah. Everyone knows, everyone knows where I'm coming from and what I've been through. So okay. I think that okay I take that back they know that I'm a they know that I'm an addict in recovery but there's some things in this book that I think that, they will, didn't know. that, that no one knew you know um and and that was important to me to put that sort of stuff in there because I want it's it's really important to me that people addicts in particular can connect with my story because mm -hmm. um I think only an addict that lives through this can sort of 
describe what they go through. It, it's, yeah. it's not like your regular like fiction where you can like make up a world. And I think that's really important to have some blips of that so that people can connect, know that I know I've been through it because I really want people to know that they can get out. You know, the, yeah. I didn't, I, I kind of have a author's note where I caution, like it's not my intent to drug a log the goal of this book is not it's not about drugs and and addiction it's about recovery that's the focus yeah but you have to you have to know where you're coming from to know where you're, you're going and it's really important to convey at least some of that so that people know that you know i do know what i'm talking about at least regarding myself and yeah i think that's important yeah absolutely so for those that don't know, why did you name it One Hit Away? Well, there was a bunch of names, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've talked about uh, <laughs> there's, there's, I went through a bunch of names. Um, uh, some were so bad. It's some okay. were awful. <laughs> it's um, okay. But this was, the, this was the right name for the book. I think this was the, this is the message. It's something that resonated with me in treatment. It was something that was taught to me. It was um, a concept of staying clean that just like clicked with me. Mm -hmm. So for people that don't know, One Hit Away is basically like a mantra from one of the staff members at Sand Island Treatment Center. Her name is Miss Katz. And she would say, it doesn't matter how far you get in recovery, you're always one hit away from being right back to where you came from. Mm -hmm. And are you willing to throw everything away for one hit? Cause that's all it takes. I mean, yeah. we can, we can tell ourselves, you know, all sorts of different things. Some people can probably pull it off and like go back and start like drinking or smoking or whatever they want to do. You know, that's, mm -hmm. that's on them. But for me, it's very clear that if I'm, just it's the one hit is all it takes one drink yeah. that's it you know i'm just one hit away from from losing losing everything and I, and i think that's almost a line verbatim in the book um it just really resonated with me i think it's uh i think it's like coming out of a fog it's really helpful to have that black and white crystal clear distinction you know mm -hmm. absolutely yeah. and you've put so much into the book cover just every single aspect of the book. How did you come up with um, the image that's on the cover? So um, I have a great friend. Her name is Kate Wadsworth. Mm -hmm. She's she's my favorite artist, um, and it's not just because of you know bias. She's my friend. That yeah. helps. But she's a wonderful artist, and I've worked with her in the past on side projects. Um, she's from Hawaii. She's from. She lives in Kailua, the same city as me. She's She's married to my good friend who I work with. And I knew that I wanted to work with her because I looked up to her art so much. I love her style. Mm -hmm. And so um, I actually I actually had an offer to publish from someone else, but I did it, I went out, went at it on my own. And even with that original offer to publish, uh, it was really important to me that I wanted to work with my friend because it was so meaningful to me. Yeah. But when I decided to do it on my own, it just like was awesome because I could work with her and we just we went through a couple concepts you know I gave her an early copy of the book she she read it she some, there's some things that jumped out at her yeah and she's just incredibly talented and I think that it's it's brilliant in the fact that just the um 
I'm looking at now just like the the yeah. whole layout of it the one of the underlying messages of my book is that this book is not about me per se it's about mm -hmm. a journey into an inpatient treatment facility and how that can play out in someone's life and so we made the option not to have my face on it um, a lot of memoirs is like people's yeah. face front and center yeah um, and it's not because I'm, I'm like gun shy or anything but we really yeah. wanted to convey the message that you know this could be anyone exactly. this could be this could be your son this could be your brother this could be mm -hmm. whoever um, and then it's just the concept it's striking I think it's bold it's it beautiful is. yeah I've gotten really good feedback people are like I'll read it just because you got a great cover and it's, so I, <laughs> it's really amazing and even just the fact that the image came after she you know read your book and I can you can just see how much has gone into just this whole project and so much thought um let me ask you this besides the obvious like as the author why would you want someone to read this book okay my i personally love documentaries biographies and memoirs mm -hmm. to me that's like what excites me i know that yeah. there's a wide re readership of people that like fantasy mm -hmm. romance and people are really diehard to their genres but i think that anytime um, we as humans can experience a story or a testimony of overcoming insurmountable odds. Mm -hmm. I think that that's a motivational um, experience that's, that has a lot of value, you know? Yeah. And in this particular instance, it's, it's a true story, right? So I think that that's kind of, that kind of hooks people in at first. Um, and it's also, as much as I hate to say it, it's also an unlikely story, you know, it's, and it's an arduous story and it's not an easy one to process. Um, and a lot of people fail making it through an, a two year inpatient treatment facility. That's just, yeah. that's just the reality of it. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that those that do can, can they come out much better for it? You know, I think that I'm a much more compassionate person because of my experience. And I hope that that shines through in the text. I hope that people pick it up and can see that you can make mistakes. You're not a mistake and you can go through, you know, basically a transformation and come out better for it. And I think there's, there's value to that. So what advice would you give someone who wants to share their story, but maybe they have anxiety about people, <laughs> you know, knowing the, the backstory, um or just being afraid to share that maybe they think well like you said you're just one hit away maybe they think well maybe i'm speaking too soon about my story um what advice would you give them um i would say that the the, the best possible outcome is that you inspire you can potentially inspire yourself mm -hmm. i think that um telling your story has many um benefits therapeutic benefits and i think that people um not everyone gets to experience that mm -hmm. and it's an amazing feeling to to be able to share something i would say from personal experience not to be afraid to, to just go out there to do it you know you can you don't have to publish it you don't have to um make it widely available you know, I have, I know people that are writing their personal memoirs to share just with family members. And really? I think that, yeah, 
Well, I didn't even know yeah. that was an option. Yeah. Yeah. You can do, you, you don't have to, you don't have to go all out and, and, write a book and, and make it for sale. I mean, you can just the act of doing it, um, I think is worth it alone. I definitely will, will say that it's, um, if you're not a writer and, and you have to learn the craft too, that, um, it, it can be, there is like a high barrier to entry, you know, you're going to have to learn some other things as well, but I found, I found it fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. And I, I can look back and I can read my original manuscript and it was so bad. <laughs> it was so bad. I had no idea what I was doing. You know, yeah. um, it was like a how to, and I got really good advice from my friend. He's like, why are you telling people how to do anything? <laughs> Don't, you know, he's like, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not, I don't have, um, you know, I'm not a counselor. I, I'm not classically trained. I'm, you know, I've, I've lived it through experience, but you know, the best way that I can share what I've learned is to tell my story. It was fun. It, you know, I'm, I'm glad I'm done. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm sure. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I'm not done. We'll see. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. So I wanted us to talk about your audio book and just everything else that you have leading up to the launch, after the launch, just what you have coming up that you want others to be a part of. So where they can find it, how they can stay connected with you, just all of that. And especially the audio book. Yeah. So um, the audio book actually was, I wasn't planning to do an audio book. My wife is in a book club. And they had all agreed, they had all agreed to re read my book uh, and, oh, wow. and read her copy and give me feedback, except for one girl. And she's like, I don't read books. I only listen to books. Listening is reading, but she's like, I, if it's, is it on an audio book? And I'm like, no, it's not. It's not even out yet. And she's like, okay, like catch, catch up with me when it's out on Audible. <laughs> and so I researched it and I realized just how vast uh, the audiobook market is, and it was something that I wanted to do just because I know that there's people out there that are busy and you know they might not have time to pick up a book and yeah. so i want, I wanted to make it accessible in, in in the matter that people digest books in, and so it's going to be available uh, on ebook in print and now audiobook, which is so cool yeah, and I will say I will say so I'm very fortunate. I had attempted to narrate it myself and I know my story like <laughs> yeah. no one else, but you know, uh, <laughs> what's the old saying a face for radio and a voice for closed caption. Right. So like, I just, <laughs> <I've never. laughs> right. Um, so uh, <laughs> shout out to the thesaurus who I think used that in the battle rap against immaculate. <laughs> anyway. Um, I tried it myself, um, but I just finished the print book. My wife, we just learned, was pregnant. And the last thing hey, she friends. wanted. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, he's coming in December. Yay. Super. I know. So excited. Um, but the last thing I thought, you know, a responsible adult should do is lock themselves up in, you know, a vocal booth, which at the time, all I had was a sauna, right? And I live in Hawaii, so I converted a sauna into a vocal booth. It was super hot anyway long story short i couldn't pull it off i could pull it off i just didn't have the time or the wherewithal and mm -hmm. so i reached out and i found an amazing narrator uh, his name is ryan haugen and um 
he just breathed life into a story with amazing uh, voice and care and accuracy and compassion. Wow. And it was really, really fun working with him. It was like Christmas every day. He'd, he'd sure. shoot me, yeah, he'd shoot me a chapter um, and I would edit it. I'd, you know, read along with the manuscript and it's just a really fun process. And so that's submitted. Wow. It passed quality assurance at ACX. And now we're just, you know, in the queue. A lot of books are in the pipeline. So ours will come when ours comes. And hopefully yeah. it, hopefully it's in sync with the book launch. But um, Ryan Haugen is an amazing, he's a, he's a wonderful narrator. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, that uh, <laughs> Hawaiian Pigeon is hard to pick up if you're not from Hawaii. Uh, what does that mean? Hawaiian pigeon, it's like a slang. It's like a, it's just like, a, it's a very, it's like a mis, mixed match of language. I mean, we're, a, Hawaii is a cultural melting pot. You know, we've got all, all sorts of uh, ancestry, you know, bubbling to the surface here. And so we have a very unique dialect. And so um, <laughs> that was a fun experience uh, yeah. conveying that, but, you know, it was all part of the process and it was just fun. It was so cool. And it sounds great. So. Yeah, that's that's exciting. You have yeah. something going on. Yeah, Where can just people find it. So uh, Amazon, Amazon.com. You know, I'm selling, I'm selling through them for now. I'm doing exclusive, so you can uh, pick it up on your ebook. Yeah, and also my website, Jordan P Barnes, uh, J O R D A N P B A R N E S, for more information. And yeah, just. Look it up. Google it one hit away and we'll see where it pops up. <laughs> yeah, that's so incredible. So it's launching on August 29th. Um, yeah. You're having, are you having like a celebration or um, what can people look out for on that day? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously it's trying times. Um, Hawaii numbers are up with the pandemic and COVID 19. So, you know, we're definitely going to be doing uh, social media launch you know digital things mm -hmm. like this where we can communicate effectively but uh safely and so i think i'm going to do probably an instagram live with um uh addicts ripple you know kylie leblanc pull in some people that want to be, be part of it and uh yeah it's gonna be fun yeah which now that i'm thinking about it this will actually be airing on the day of so if you're listening to this and haven't gone over yeah. Instagram. Hey, what are you doing here? Check out there. all of it. Go now. <laughs> Put this on pause and 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 go check it out because this is the day. Um, but thank you so much again, Jordan, for coming back on to share your story. You're definitely doing amazing things and you have our support. Was there anything else that you wanted to share before we end the episode? Just that I appreciate. Uh, the opportunity to come on and talk with you and thank you for believing in the book and for being receptive to it uh, and giving me a voice and you know sharing your platform and your listeners and uh, helping me get get my book out there and share the message I'm yeah. grateful and uh, it's been a pleasure it's been fun yeah absolutely so thank you to everyone for tuning in make sure that you connect with jordan on social media Did you enjoy this episode? If you haven't already, subscribe on your favorite listening platform and our new YouTube channel with video interviews premiering in season three. I'd also love for you to continue the conversation with those around you. 
One way you can do that is by purchasing MSE Podcasts Conversation Starters Deck, available for purchase at bygracenp.com. Be sure to leave a review on one of MSE's listening platforms, share with a friend, and join the My Sentiments Exactly podcast community on social media at MSE Podcast. The podcast is available for listening on all major streaming platforms, bygracenp.com, and YouTube now. Hope to hear from you soon.